This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. We've been in a series, The Trajectory of Faith, here, and we're going to look at another area tonight. If you've got a Bible, go with me to the book of Luke, chapter 16. And as you're turning to Luke 16, let me just begin to set the table kind of where we're going. We just take little bits of what happened with Joseph's life each week. But in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15, it says specifically, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. And so we must understand that obedience to the things of God It releases the blessings of God on my life and your life. But disobedience causes me to forfeit those things. So when it comes to obedience and disobedience, me and you make the choice. We choose. Now we begin tonight in Luke 16, verse 10. He who is faithful in what is least, or little, little bitty things is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least will be unjust also in much. The New Living says, if you're dishonest in little things, you'll be dishonest in big things. So right here in this verse, the Lord Jesus is telling me and you, there's a test, there's a proving ground In every area of my life, and it starts with little facts. And this is how I've seen God move throughout my life, that when I pass a test, God moves me to another level. And he said, okay, let's see what you're going to do with this one. And when I'm faithful in that area, he moves me to this level. And he keeps moving me up. But God doesn't bring us from way down here all the way up and we jump all those. He just keeps moving us up. It's kind of like if you've ever had a teenager. Lord bless you. I don't mean that ugly. Teens are good years. But you think about when your teens start getting a little older. And they want a little trust from you. And so what you do is you give them a little bit of rope. And you say, okay. I want you to be in at 10 o'clock. And when they come in at 9.45, you say, hey, hey, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to give you a little bit more rope. And you give them a little bit more. And you say, now be in at 10. But that time they come in at 10.05, you got to yank that rope and pull them back in and say, "Uh uh-uh, you flunked the test. And so this is very similar to how God operates. Verse 11. Therefore... If you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, and when he talks about mammon here, he's talking about riches, money, and possessions. So the first thing he was over on, I believe, was, was things that we do in our life. But in verse 11, he gets over into finances, and he said, if you haven't been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you the tr- or to your trust the true riches? Verse 12. And if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Now, in all three of these here, faithfulness is described as the prerequisite to promotion. Things, 
money. And it's interesting in this next one, he said, if you're faithful with another man's thanks. So I like to say it this way. What you make happen for other people, God will make happen for you. And so when I look at what he's talking about here, are you faithful with another man's goods? And I got to ask myself that question because with every destiny, it carries great responsibility. So again, if I'm not faithful with another man's, and often what this is referring to is even at your job, where you work, what you're doing for other people. So I ask myself the question again right here. Am I faithful with another man's good? And so what ultimately comes down here to is it is an integrity issue or a character issue. Do I do what I'm supposed to do? Now, go with me to the book of Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to take a peek here in the New Testament before we jump back to, to Joseph again. I'm going to go to Colossians 3 and then we'll go to Genesis 39 for you who are taking notes and I'll give you a little heads up. Colossians chapter 3, verse 22. Apostle Paul talking here, and he says, Bondservants, obey in all things your master according to the flesh. Bondservants, obey your masters in all things. So right here, he's pitching out, There's a test on obedience about how I obey people over me in all things. Not with eye service as men pleasers. Now that's easy to do. I hope all of us would work hard when our boss comes strolling in. I mean, if you're not, you need to pray for some wisdom. But in this situation here, he says, not just as as men pleasers or with my eyes when he comes in, but he says, in sincerity of heart, fearing God. So the reason I'm going to work hard is not just toward my boss, but it's because I fear God. I represent heaven. And in verse 23, he digs a little deeper. And whatever you do, maybe good to underline whatever Now, whatever you do, whatever I do, do it heartedly or willingly as to the Lord and not to men. So here's what we got to get past. I go to work and I have a boss. But I can't just do it as unto the boss. When I begin to do it as unto the Lord, I begin to change the way I do things because I want to do what's right before God. And so again, we may work for a man or a woman that is our earthly boss, but really, I'm working unto God. Verse 24, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Now, many times in our life, when we're looking for promotion, we're looking for uh A raise, we look at our boss and we look to men and I think for every one of us, that's where we get in trouble. God's the one who will promote us. If we obey verse 22 and 23 in all we do and the whatevers and we do it unto the Lord, God's going to bless you. He's going to reward you. 
He's going to begin to promote you. Verse 25. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Now, when I read that here, many times we have this mindset that God plays favorites. There is no partiality with God. And so the reason we either get promoted or demoted in areas is because of my character and my integrity issues with the job that he's put before me. So just right now, let me ask you some questions here. And this may hurt, but it may also locate you. Do you obey in all things? Do you complain? Are you on time? Oh, God, that didn't really hurt. See, what happens to many times when we go to work, we say stuff like this. Well, everybody else is late. I might as well be. But again, I'm not everybody else. When we start doing it as unto the Lord. Well, everybody else that I work with, everybody complains. Well, that's the way the world operates. But see, God's telling us to begin to act different. Begin to do things different. Now, go all the way back into the Old Testament to Genesis 39. And the reason I want to highlight all that is because this was the first test that Joseph himself experienced once he got out of the pit. This exact same thing. And so I believe it's important that we learn from the scriptures right here what begins to take place in his life. And I'll tell you, when I see this, and we'll read uh, chapter 39, verses 1 through 6, you will begin to see these things that are highlighted in Joseph's life. Begin with me in, in chapter 39, verse 1. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of the Pharaoh's captain of the guard, an Egyptian bought him, from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. So he's a bond servant right there. Verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. As he was in the house of his master the Egyptian. So uh, again right here. There's some interesting words that the Lord was with him. And he was successful. Now I got to go back and I got to remind you. He's a slave. How could he experience success? How could the Lord be with him? Verse 3. And his master, his boss, he saw or he noticed that the Lord was with him. And the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. And so the presence of God was so obvious on Joseph's life that this general named Potiphar, who wasn't even a godly man, he noticed it's like everything this guy puts his hand to, it gets blessed. Now, how would you like that to be that way where you work? Where you stroll in and your boss starts looking at everybody and says, I don't know what's up with him, but everything he does, it, it turns to gold. You guys are excited. Verse 4. So Joseph found favor in his sight and he served him. He served him. Then he made him oversee over his house and all that he had, and he put under his authority. And so with this overseer, he also gives him authority. And so you begin to see 
that he starts raising up through the ranks. He's going up rapidly. Verse 5, so it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake and the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Now, the word overseer here is the same word that's found in the book of of 1 Timothy and Titus when it comes to an elder. This is exactly the same word. And an elder was uh, referred to as a supervisor, uh, a position of responsibility, a position that was given authority. And so this guy who was not even the same nationality of him, God begins to move him. God blesses him so much. And he puts authority on him. I'm going to flip this a little bit. If you owned a business, how would you like to be having Joseph's work for you? (laughs) I said, man, we got got to find more than, we got to find all them we can get. Everything they do, it gets blessed. Verse 6. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he didn't even know what he had except for the bread which he ate. This guy placed so much trust in him. And so you go back and you begin to look at all that. And you say, why was all this happening? Because you can look at the word. He served him. He honored him. He became trustworthy with everything he had. And so God wanted to bless him and God wanted to prosper him. Now, I'm going to throw those words out there that God wants to bless his children and he wants to prosper you. Those are godly words. Those are biblical words. Now, just a second. Turn back to to Genesis 26. Go backwards just a little bit here. And I I want you to see this. That God wants to bless us and God wants to prosper us in every area of our lives. And A lot of this has to do with, again, what we read in Luke 16. But even more so, I'm in a test at work. And oftentimes, when you don't get promoted or you don't get raises, could it be because you hadn't worked like you were supposed to? It took me a number of years to begin to figure this out, that I got to work as unto the Lord. I can't live on the same level as everybody else i got to do certain things. And so part of this in my own life was in just a few years, I was promoted on, on three different occasions. Just bang, bang. And I could see the hand of God moving, and I would get really tickled because anytime there was an opening at the company I worked for, they would say, if he's going to apply for it, don't even apply for it. He's going to get it. And I'd say, you guys just keep confessing that. I really appreciate that. And so what began to happen, I saw how God would move. But again, it comes from you saying, you know what, I'm going to do what's right. And I didn't always do what was right. And there was consequences in my early years. Look at the wording here in Genesis 26, verse 12. Then Isaac, he sowed. Now, what would the, the phrase sowed mean to you? It means to me he planted, he did something, he went to work, he made an effort right here to do something. That's what so does. He sowed. He didn't just sit on his rear and hope something happened. It said that he sowed. 
Why is that so big? Let me give you a good scripture to stand on. Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived. Don't kid yourself. God is not mocked. Whatever, whatever, whatever a man sows, that is what he will reap. So you tie that into this right here. Isaac sowed. Isaac planted some type of seed. And the seeds that we plant, that's what's going to determine our harvest. I mean, if you've got cruddy seeds in the ground, I've got to start changing things. Keep reading. So he sowed in the land, and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold or a hundred time, and the Lord blessed him. Now remember, God's not a God of partiality. We read that just a minute ago. And the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. The man began to prosper and he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Now those aren't my words. Those are the words in the Bible. And so I begin to see here that, that as this man sowed, as he did what he needed to, he prospered, he continued to prosper until he was very prosperous. You study Joseph's life. And you will begin to see the same thing that it took place. Now, for time's sake, I just want to quote this verse to you. This is way back toward the end of the New Testament. This is 3 John. You got 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. 3 John verse 2, it says that I pray above all things that you prosper and that you be in health as your soul prospers. One translation says... I wish above all things that you prospered and be in health as your soul prospers. So when you study that out, you know what God's desire for every one of us is? That you prosper spirit, soul, and body. He wants you to prosper every area of your life. And so then I got to ask myself this question. So how does all that happen? How does all that happen? You're, you're not far from it. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 17. 2 Chronicles chapter 17. Now, you'll go through, uh, you'll go through the, the, the Samuels, the Kings, and then you'll hit the Chronicles. Remember in Genesis 39.3, it said the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. So I asked myself, why was the Lord with Joseph? And the more I begin to study it, and even this passage I'm going to take you to, the Lord was with him because of a word called obedience. And a lot of times as human beings, we hate that word obedience for ourselves, but we like it for everybody else. Something happens when I begin to obey the things that the Bible tells me to do. So I can take you back to Colossians 3. Do good to them in all things. Whatever, whatever, serve them. Now, pick up here in 2 Chronicles chapter 17 and look at verse 3. Now, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. Almost the same words that it said about Joseph. Why was the Lord with Jehoshaphat? Because he walked in the former ways of his father. He did not seek 
the Baals. And so God was with Jehoshaphat. Again, we say why. Verse 4 gets even more detail. Because he sought the God of his father and he walked in his commandments. Now on two times, one in verse 3 and verse 4, it used he walked in those commandments. When it talked about he walked, that was the way he lived his life. And so he did two things. He sought God. And then two, he said, I'm going to walk in the commandments of God. I'm going to obey. I don't care what everybody else is doing. Again, we got to get this mindset here. The only person on earth that I control what I do or what we do is me. I can't change anybody else. The only one I can deal with is me. And so he ends this verse and says, he walked in his commandments and not according to the acts of Israel. You know what the acts of Israel was? The acts of mankind. The acts that man said, well, you can do this and you can do this. And it's really sad in our nation right now that Americans want to make the most money we can, but do the least we can. That shouldn't be said about us as a Christian. There ought to be something different about us. And I believe when you look at what I just said, that's what distinguished Joseph And Jehoshaphat. That's what separated them from everybody else. And so many times we have the thought. Man I would like to be promoted like Joseph was. I would like to gone into that area. Well do you want to do the things they did to get there? And what is that? When he started at the bottom of the totem pole. Guess what he did? He was faithful with the little things. And his master kept sinning and kept promoting him and kept promoting him and kept promoting him. One more passage this this evening. Look in Isaiah chapter 1. Again, guys, God doesn't play favorites. He doesn't play favorites. I like you. I don't like you. I like you. God doesn't do that. So I just keep looking back at these. Again, the key in their life. They sought God and they lived for God. They obeyed Him all the days of her life. The problem we run into as human beings is many times we look to man. We look to man and we think there's where it's going to come from. It's God. We honor God. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you're willing and you're obedient. But if you refuse, resist, and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So he tells me right there, you want to be blessed? Then you got to be willing and obedient. If you're not willing and obedient, then you know what happens? Just the opposite. You refuse and you rebel. And when you refuse and you rebel, you won't prosper. Actually, you'll open the doors up to destruction. So what we got to do here is we got to define what the Lord meant when he said, are you willing and you're obedient? Willing has to do with my attitude. Obedience has to do with my action. Now, you can be obedient, but not willing. Explain. I remember times in my life as a young boy 
that my dad would say, you need to take the trash out to the dumpster. Well, as a young boy, I knew I better do that or there's going to be some severe consequences. So I obeyed in my actions and I would take that trash out. But all the way to the dumpster, you know what I would be doing? Complaining and belly aching and saying, this isn't fair. I shouldn't have to do that. So again, part of what I do is in my attitude. The other part is in my action. And understand this, God sees them both. See, it would be very easy in this illustration that if I pitched Ricky my car keys and said, Ricky, would you go out there and pull my car up for me here in a little bit? He may take those keys and go out there and say, I'm going to do it. But all the way out there, he said, that pastor, he's a dog. It's hot. Why is he making me do this? So again, you begin to see the illustration. And that would begin to locate me. There were times in my life I would obey at work just because I knew my job was on the line. But I had a horrible attitude. I had a horrible attitude. I had a woman for my boss for about 10 years. She didn't have a clue what I did on a daily basis. She didn't know nothing. Again, she was in a place of authority over me. And I would say some of the ugliest things out of my mouth. And the Lord began to... I'd say, she's stupid. She didn't even know what i do. God put her in that position of authority. I didn't. But God began to deal with my heart and say, if you can't honor her in your actions and your attitude, I can't ever promote you. So it began to change the way not only that I dealt with her, but the way I talked about her. And there was a lot of other guys. They would get over and it's very easy to get in that and begin to complain about things. But understand this. If I'm willing and I'm obedient, I'll eat the good of the land. But if I refuse, resist, and rebel, I'll be devoured. So you go back to everything we've talked about tonight, and you look at Joseph's life. And certain things jump out at me real quick. Number one, God wouldn't have been with him if he would have been full of unforgiveness toward his brothers. So it showed me early in his life, he had forgiven them. Here's a good thing to begin to say over yourself. Lord, help me to be quick to repent and help me not to be easily offended. It's easy to get offended. Just drive home on the loop. Just go to Walmart with me tonight. If you work at Walmart, I'm not against it, okay? Walmart is a testing ground for me, all right? Cruel and unusual punishment for me. So anyhow... But then again, I begin to see he was promoted because the way he treated Potiphar. He served him with all his heart. And he served him with, he served him with so much integrity. Remember that verse that Potiphar didn't even know what he had. So you know what he would do? Potiphar would go to the golf course and he'd say, here, Dave or Joseph, you take care of everything. And he was so trustworthy that he let him have everything. Can that be said about us? See, when you begin to see how the trajectory of faith moves, in Joseph's life, it was step after step 
after step. And so it's easy to complain, it's easy to bellyache, or I can change the way I do things. And I can begin to say, Lord, I'm going to work today as unto you. There were years in my life, if everybody came in, we were supposed to be there at 8, if everybody came in at 8.01, I came in right with them. And God started dealing with my heart. So you know how he began to change me? At 8 o'clock, I was out the doors. I was gone. I was long gone. And I would be going down the road, and I'd look, and I'd see some of them on their way to work, and the Lord would say, "Uh uh-uh, you're not going to do that. You're going to be different. And so there was a huge change in my life, and most of it came off of these passages of Scripture here that I said, I'm going to go over and above. Now, I will tell you I wasn't perfect, okay? Don't think, man, pastor had angel arms. I didn't have angel arms. I still had a flesh, but God was always working on me, raising the bar, raising the standard. I don't know if that helps you, but that helps me. Changes my perspective on a lot of areas again, just when I look at things. And so, you, you, know, you know right now in our society, and we are some complaining folk, I mean, that, that's the natural flow. How are you? I'm mad. I'm angry. That, rah, rah, rah. What are you mad about? I don't, I don't know. The cable went out. I don't know. Just, it's the stupidest thing. And, and if we're not careful, we can all get caught up in that mindset where we just say, man, I'm just going to go with the flow. Change the flow. Go upstream. Be different with the help of God. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.